businesses and operators in the province. The tourism relief program forms part of government's efforts uh, to ease the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the tourism sector. We now speak to Ntlantla Kumalo, General Manager for Tourism uh, KZN. Uh, Saubon again, Ntlantla. Saubon, Okay, good to have you on the show. Just try and move around a little bit. We seem to be missing you. Just a little bit. Okay. Okay, good. So, Ntlantla, firstly, how did the phase go and uh, how many businesses benefited from this? Well, uh, uh, process-wise, the first intake of the applications went very well. Okay. Uh, however, there was a limited number of uh, successful applicants. Oh. And uh, that was due to the variety of factors. Mm. One of the factors is that uh, we received uh, some of the applications that had incomplete information. Mm. Uh, others were lacking the necessary supporting documents such mm. as your business registration, mm. uh, your tax compliance certificates. Mm. That one is always and, tricky, right? And uh, other uh, registration documents for the tourism associations uh, that were required. And uh, the other aspect to it is that uh, the, the 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 scope was was limited to uh, a few sectors or subsectors within the tourism industry uh, but now we had widened the the scope of uh, businesses that are eligible to apply yes and uh, we hope that uh, that uh, would would help us to increase the number of uh, successful applications Mm. And 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 and, and Lanza, tell me what lessons did you learn that have equipped you with an easier rollout for the for the second phase? Yes, yeah, um, and uh, as I've indicated in the main, it, 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 it is the fact that the scope was limited, and uh, we had widened the scope. For an example, uh, we, we we were the the companies that were eligible to apply with those that were falling within the accommodation subsector, the the hospitality sector, as well as the uh, travel and services uh, subsector. But now we have included other categories of companies, such as your might subsector, uh, which includes your, your conference organizers, your uh, incentive buyers, we have also made provision for uh, 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 arts and craft producers, as well as the the traditional performance dancers that are linked to 
the tourism establishments or attractions that are available in the province. We have also made provision for the rickshaws, those who are providing career services to tourists uh, along the beaches that we have in the province. So by implication, if you widen the, the, that scope of eligibility, you are likely to attract a, a large number of people who, who, who would apply, and effectively that would increase the number of successful applicants. The other part to it is that um, there are there are there were, there were so many requirements that we had uh, affected in. We have relaxed some of those requirements, such as your um, your 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 B certificates. We had stopped that down. So basically, it means that uh, everyone is eligible to apply for 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 this uh, relief fund. And by the way, rickshaw or rickshaw, that's what I know. That's what you used to say. Remember those trips going to KZN when I was still young? I always yeah. wanted to meet Orisha. So up to how much can each business be awarded and what is that uh, dependent on? Yeah, in fact, there are uh, different categories, as I've indicated. Um, we have uh, kept amounts for, for, for different categories. Um, basically, the actual tourism businesses that are falling within the accommodation, hospitality, and uh, travel services. Um, the amount that is kept is 50,000 per applicant or per business that would have that will be successful. There is also uh, 10,000, which is a kept amount for the uh, arts and crafts corps. Uh, that also 10,000 applies to the traditional performance groups linked to the tourism establishments. There is also 4,500 kept amount for for tourist guides as well as uh, the rickshaws. Hmm. And uh, when is the closing date? And when where can people go for information? Uh, we have opened the application process for a second intake effective from the 27th of September, which is uh, last month. Yes. We shall be closing on the 29th of October uh, uh, um, uh, of this month. Now, we we do have we have set up the call center uh, that will assist uh, all those who may require information in relation to application. And uh, the applications are done online. Uh, you can access that by going to our website, uh, Tourism KZN website, which is www.zulu.org.za. <clears throat> That's where you'll get all the information in relation to the applications and all the requirements that are stipulated there. Uh, um, if you are unable to get all the necessary information or if you've got additional information that you require, you are free to contact our, our call center. You can use the landline 031-8166-0111. Uh, uh, or you can also send an email uh, to the very same uh, call center, which is uh, KZN Tourism Relief at zulu.org.za.
au si abonga mtungu thank you baba so kutolele chezi ka number 15 nawe Okay. Mtu hukuma. Zwizu zwizu 16V. That number is linked to Kumalos. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a Kumalo number. <laughs> thank you so much, Ntlantla. Thank you, thank you so much. Excellent. There you go. That's Ntlantla uh, Kumalo, general manager for tourism uh, KZN, obviously assisting businesses that really suffered during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. It is now eight minutes to four. Radio 2000, our music, your memories. In cricket, Kiligit, okay. Is that young man there? Hey, young man, are you there? Good afternoon and uh, thank you very much for the crossing. Yeah, a couple of minutes to go before the start of the second Group B match. A decider in a sense because uh, Bangladesh simply have to win this one. On that note, uh, they won the toss earlier today. Their captain Mahmadullah deciding that they will have a back first, which uh, means Oman on their home field will take to the field. No surprises there at Rainsford because the last time out they chased 140 and they were six short against uh, a very good Scotland side. Yeah, all pressure is on Bangladesh yeah, to try and just wrestle some sort of pride. I think if they lose this game, there's, <laughs> there's going to be a few issues in, in Dhaka and in Chittagong and uh, Kulna and uh, Silet. <laughs> but you know what? And, and one of my biggest concerns with, with Bangladesh is how well do they perform under pressure? When they've got a good, good, good run going, winning, playing well, it's easy, but now they're almost playing for survival in this particular tournament. And they're playing against the home side in Oman that obviously started the, the, this particular stage of this World Cup qualifier really well. In front of their home side, they've had to make a change at the top of the innings. And you, now they're almost hoping that things go their way. Obviously, the toss was one of the first things that went their way. Now they're going to be batting first, putting runs on the board, and hopefully trying to put pressure on Oman to chase those runs down. But Oman chased the other day, <laughs> and they won by 10 wickets. So um, that was a day game as well. So yeah. different, but and again, also at the toss, they morally Kartik asked Mamadula, you want to bat first, but there's Jew out here later tonight. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand what's going on. It's a, yeah. Yeah, quickie uh, from your side, Julia. Change made on the Oman side as well. On the Oman side, um, Kawar Ali is out and Fayaz Bhatt is in. Thank you very much. Now, on the batting first side, Sumya Sarkar, he's out. Uh, mm -hmm. So the new man will uh, come through and open the batting, Naim I'm sure. Sheikh, yeah. Naim Sheikh. What do you do with the rest of the order? Shakib Alassan, so Litton Das, Mushfiqur Rahim. Yeah, they got a couple of runs, the, the latter two names. Mm. <laughs> but but so they were just slow in getting getting the, the, the impetus in the innings. So here's the thing. Uh, Mahedi Hassan is, is literally a top-order batter, but he's batting all the way down at number eight. And and in his time playing T20 cricket for Bangladesh and playing in the Bangladesh Premier League, he's been put up the order as a top-order batter. But now he's batting at eight. So I would bat him three and allow the guys like Mushfika and Sakib Al-Hassan and Mamadula and, and Afif being put down a little bit further as the finisher those three then hold the innings together if they don't have a great start but right now you you sort of lose two or three and it really opened up your your experience and, and then hoping to sort of stick everything together there's been movement of the seam movement in the uh, kalimula and uh, bilal khan they oh, are like bilal, i like quick, i, I like bilal get khan. It going. uh saw him a few years ago really really good uh, seam bowler i think if he gets his straps Right, in this f in this power play, Bangladesh are going to be in all sorts of problems. He's a wicket-taker as well, Bilal yeah, Khan, yeah. And, a, and, and a real smart cricketer. 
so, well, real smart bowler in, in this sense, in that he, he doesn't mind just surprising you with the Yorker. He doesn't really go like, I'll bowl you a bouncer. He wants to hit the stumps. He wants to find the outside edge. So he's looking to try and get you out all the time. So, yeah, Bangladesh have to start well here. If they don't, they could be in a spot of bother. All right, Bangladesh batting first. They won the toss. Oman, of course, will have ball in hand. It is a must-win game for Bangladesh because if they lose here today, they pretty much done and dusted. They come home. I don't know what happens with the flight tickets for the likes of uh, Russell Domingo and uh, I think Ashwell it'll be Prince. Just a and straight, uh, straight flight into <laughs> Johannesburg or Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> we pray not. We pray not. That's where we shall leave it and underline it all with due will be a fact. It is an evening game at uh, the Omani Cricket Academy. The second Group B match of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup 2021 coming your way. And uh, the next update will be with you at around 10 past four this afternoon.